Welcome to Wiki Week. Uh, it's been a little while. We uh, did not do an episode last week. No. We meant to. Yeah. But uh, I don't even remember what happened. It was the snowstorm. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you had to meet a little bit later. I actually didn't get your message until I was already on the road. I was oh, luckily really? only like a mile away from my house. And yeah. I'm not kidding you. I almost crashed two times in that mile. Really? <laughs> I'm, that's not an exaggeration. Oh, gosh. And I, I feel like I'm a half-decent snow driver, and I have a half-decent snow-capable car. Yeah. Uh, it was so slick out there. So when I saw your message, I was like, oh, that's fine. I just turned around and <laughs> went home. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, so uh, it's still kind of soupy out there. It's been really foggy today, but not slick and icy and a death trap like it was. Yeah. I heard it was supposed to snow today, but uh, it hasn't yeah. yet. I don't know. I want Thanksgiving. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Spent it with you. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. We watched some Mandalorian. Took did a nap. We? You yeah. did? With you. <laughs> did you watch Mandalorian with me? Oh, that's at, right. At my at house. house. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Later we took the day. kids over to my house for a little while. They were supposed to go sledding outside, but they just went up and watched a movie, and then we watched some Mandalorian. Yeah. And you fell asleep? Ah, uh, Maybe for a half second. Yeah. I don't think for very long. That's impressive. Thank Only for you. a half second. Thank for you. you, that's amazing. Yeah, especially after turkey. And yeah, everything. after Thanksgiving, laying down, the kids are doing something else. <laughs> Wives are back at, at mom and dad's house, right? Making uh, garlands or something, is that what they're doing? Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah. That was a good time. And dad was, was nice. upstairs just sawing logs. Anyway, hope everyone else had a great uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, last week, we, what, do you remember what we were going to talk about? Last uh, week? Um, yep. Yeah. But I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah, Richard Jules. We were Richard going to Jules. Talk about. Richard Jule. Richard Jule. Okay, <laughs> <coughs> I gotta but pause we, for just a second. No. Oh. We're back online. Right. Richard Jule. Yeah, we're talking about Richard Jule. But yeah, the snowstorm. That whole thing came up, and then said around that same time uh, on Netflix they released uh, the Irishman. The Irishman. Mmm. Yeah. Uh, Martin Scorsese movie with Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci. Uh, 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 who am I forgetting? The one other guy. Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and um, well Harvey Keitel's in it. But oh my gosh. Ah. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, it's a it's a major mobster movie based on a book apparently yeah. called. I paint houses. Oh, interesting title. Yeah, definitely. It alludes to this. Now, I have not finished it. Have you started the Irishman? I finished the trailer. Okay, proudly. Proudly finished the trailer. Yeah. Well, it's a three and a half hour long movie. Yeah, that's not an exaggeration. It's three and a half hours. Yeah, I guess it's the benefit of making a movie for Netflix. You can make it as long as you want. Who cares, right? Right. One and a half minute trailer. <laughs> The one and a half minute trailer. Okay, but we're not talking about the Irishman, technically. We're actually going to talk about Jimmy Hoffa. We figured, I, I figured that would be a really interesting topic because that's a name I think is kind of ingrained out there in pop culture and history, and people throw that name around a lot. Right. Right? Yeah, but, we should all know who that is. Yeah, but a lot of people don't know who Jimmy Hoffa is, right? Okay, so uh-huh. we're talking about Jimmy Hoffa. I have because no idea who that is. Okay, well, he's a character. <laughs> I mean, he's a real-life person, you know, that really existed. Yeah. Really interesting story, what little I know. And I'm going to learn a lot tonight, too, because I haven't done any research. Okay. I've only seen the first half an hour for a minutes of The Irishman. But apparently his character comes up 
And is uh, he not one of the main three? It's not Joe Pesci. He's know. not um, Robert no, De Niro. No, he's not Robert De Niro. And who's who's the other guy? It's not Joe Pesci. Uh, why can't I think of who it is? I recognize them. Al Pacino. There it is. Oh my gosh. Maybe it's Al Pacino that plays him. I really don't know. Okay. <clears throat> but um, you're that yeah, far into the movie. You don't know. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a half an hour in, man. That's one seventh of the way through the movie. Oh, I thought you said you ha- you're halfway through. No, 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 half no. An hour. like half an hour, maybe oh. forty five minutes. <coughs> okay. So far, it's pretty good. But I'll tell you what, it's kind of weird. What? You haven't seen the whole movie, but Robert De Niro, they're obviously like making his face look really young at the beginning of the movie. Oh, his really? character, they're Which? like de aging his face digitally. Okay. And it's really weird because his body is obviously really, still really old. Like he has like, oh, this is gonna sound really bad. No offense to. Older folk, old folk, <laughs> but he has like pigeon chest and his head like sticks straight out, or you know, okay. his neck sticks straight forward, and he's got kind of a young face. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you can tell he's got like old man body, younger man face. It's really weird. I'm always so impressed by what they can do, but mm-hmm. it, it's always a little bit of that uncanny valley. Yeah. Like, where does that term come from? The uncanny valley. I mean, I know I've I've heard I've heard it referred to, but by multiple people but and i think i kind of know what it is it's just it's the cg human or animal thing that just you can tell it's kind of soulless right like right it's, it's, it's when something is so close to the real thing mm-hmm. but there's something and it's hard to put mm-hmm. your finger on it it's just off oh, a little bit okay but That's why do they call it the uncanny valley like where does that term actually come from i could have told you one time i don't, I don't yeah. know right now all right maybe we'll have to do a podcast on Un- Uncanny Valley. Yeah. The Uncanny Valley? <laughs> this is an actual place? I don't think so. <coughs> that was a joke. <clears throat> anyway. Um, but we're talking about Jimmy Hoffa. In the Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Well, you never change your socks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Um, Dude, I'm really proud of us for making this episode happen. Yeah, it's episode eight, if I'm not mistaken. Episode eight. And... Statistically, yeah, the odds are stacked against us to get this episode done. S- s- yeah, and you know what, dude, I felt it, man. I feel like it's been hard to get in here. Yeah, this week especially, it was just so much going on. The holidays, people are sick. You're sick. I got a cold. Yeah, poor Chaz. He called me up earlier today, or I called you. How did that happen? Anyway, we were trying to put time together to make this thing happen. Did you go home and sleep before this? Yeah. I did. Wow. The sacrifices you make. Dude, the sacrifices I make. Whoa, I'm uh, impressed. So It means a lot. You're welcome, y'all. It means a lot to our subscriber. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so hopefully Mom wants to learn and about Dad. it. And Dad. Well, Dad listens on occasion, right? Yeah. No, I think he, I think he, I think he listens. Our two subscribers. <laughs> we know Mom's good for it. Probably Dad, too. Um, well, Mom, hopefully you want to learn about Jimmy Hoffa today, because that's what we're talking about. Yep, good old rated R movie. Yeah, well, it's well, The Irishman, yeah, again, not so much what we're really going to talk about, but I, that's the reason it's trending on Wikipedia, and that's what the point I was getting to. So yeah. Jimmy Hoffa's been, like, number one for a few days, and I figured that what a good thing to talk about. So All let's right. talk about Jimmy Hoffa. Let's do it. Okay, Jimmy Hoffa, American Labor Union leader, 1913 to 1975. Now, Chaz, Labor union leader. That's yeah. not what I expected you to say. I yeah. thought you were, you were saying American mobster. Well, he kind of was. 
my understanding is he kind of dabbled in organized crime. Okay. But he's the he was a union leader. I think he was the head of the what they call the Teamsters. Now, I don't really know what that means mm. exactly. I, I think the Teamsters may be a specific union. Do you know what a union is, first of all? Sure. <coughs> okay. Right. So um, I think he was over the biggest union in Detroit. I could be wrong about that. Okay. Went to prison for a while. And then perhaps the most interesting thing about Jimmy Hoffa is his disappearance. Oh. He's disappeared, and they never have found Jimmy Hoffa. And so it's kind of this pop culture-y thing. People say, uh, I don't know, like, I'm going to go knock down this wall in my basement. Maybe I'll find Jimmy Hoffa. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So if you ever hear people make a joke like that. All the hillbillies are into into that joke. (laughs) I guess so. Why hillbillies? (laughs) That's what that, would, that just that's what, sound what your like. accent sounded like. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mean to sound ill, Billy. That's just the way it naturally comes out. Jimmy <laughs> So let's read a little bit about this. So his his full name is James Riddle Hoffa. Hmm, that's kind of a cool name. Reminds me kind of Harry Potter, right? Riddle. Riddle. Tom Riddle. Look at his face. Now, if you pull up the Wikipedia page and you look at his face, yeah. All right, I'll pull it up. Now, James Riddle Hoffa. That 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 middle name just seals the deal. It matches his face. Um, do, 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 born February 14th, 1913, disappeared July 30th, 1975, later declared dead July 30th, 1982. I was alive then when he was declared dead. Hmm. Was an American labor union leader who served as the president of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, or IBT, union from 1957 to 1971. He does, he, I just pulled it up. He does look kind of scary to me. Yeah, he's a scary looking dude. He's trying to. Th- he looks like a cross between like uh, Christopher Walken and like Skeletor off of He Man. I could see that. He looks very '60s to me. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you know, how the guys back in the '60s, <coughs> they like they were all actually 34, but they looked like they were like 65. Uh-huh. <laughs> they just chain smoked and drank all day. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. I don't so know how old he is he's in this like picture. 25 in this picture, probably. Even though he looks like 65. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So it says, from an early age, Hoffa was a union activist and became an important regional figure with the IBT by his mid-20s. By 1952, he was nominated vice president of the IBT and was its general president between 1957 and 1971. He secured the first national agreement for the Teamsters uh, rates in 1964 with the National Master Freight Agreement. Uh, I guess it's to do with trucks, I guess. He played a major role in the growth and development of the union, which eventually became the largest by membership in the United States. Okay, there we go. There were 2.3 million members at its peak during his team terms uh, as its leader. So, I mean, you can see it's a powerful dude. He's the yeah. leader over a 2.3 million member organization, the Teamsters. Um, so here we go. Hoffa dabbled in organized crime. Until his disappearance in 1975, he was convicted of jury tampering, attempted bribery, and fraud in 1967 in two separate trials. He was imprisoned in 1967 and sentenced to 13 years. Um, In mid-1971, he resigned as president of the union as part of a pardon agreement with President Richard Nixon. Okay, so they're implying there that he was still leading the Teamsters from prison? Is that what they're implying? Okay, so this says, I don't know. Um, <laughs> he was imprisoned in 1967 and sentenced to 13 years. Okay, so he's in prison for 13, well, it's supposed to be, in 
mid-1971, he resigned as president of the union. So he didn't resign until he was already in prison for four years. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Classy. Um, and for some reason, Nixon pardoned him. Way to go, Nixon. Uh, and he was released later that year. Although barred from union activities until 1980, Hoffa, hoping to regain support and to return to IBT leadership, unsuccessfully attempted to overturn the order. Hoffa vanished in late July 1975 and was never found. He was declared legally dead in 1982. So where'd he go? That's the question. Million dollar they question. even did a Mythbusters episode on it. There's all really? these oh, there's all these myths about where Jimmy Hoffa could be. Well, how, what were they testing? They there was there was uh, a, so there there must be a theory as to how he disappeared, and they what, were testing the theory. Yeah, one of the theories is that at the same time he disappeared, it was the was it the Lions, the Detroit Lions stadium was being built. I, I, some big stadium was okay, and there was a rumor that he was buried in the concrete under like the 40 yard line or something like that oh, okay. so they went out there with ground penetrating radar to find her of course they never found anything but there's all these rumors about what could have happened to jimmy hoffa oh. lots of people i think on their deathbeds have said i know what happened to jimmy hoffa you know <clears throat> sorry that wasn't me even impersonating a dying person that was just my cold just kidding <laughs> i still have this cough dude it's get been that checked out, like man. months now. <clears throat> I did. Yeah, I did. I, I got on a bunch of crazy stuff for it and it helped, but I'm still. Did you, did you get on it some antibiotics? Yeah. Yeah. You still got it? Well, a little bit. It's definitely better than it was. Hope you didn't give it to me. I hope not. Man, it would kill a weaker man. <laughs> I'll never survive. <laughs> yeah. Sure. No, if it was going to kill anybody, I would have been the first to go. Um, so this goes on to talk about his personal life a little bit. I really want to get more of the interesting stuff, though. I want to get into his disappearance. Let's get into so it. So we man. kind of figured out who he was. Um, I, I, I did read somewhere that he started off as like he worked in a grocery store when he was just a teenager. He dropped out of school when he was like 14 or something and tried to start a union at the grocery store. Um, and then he just kind of worked his way up the chain like just became part of the union so okay. detroit which became as now sorry question quick question yeah, about yeah. the irishman hmm. uh is he the main character i don't think so no okay. the, this robert from what i could gather from the first half an hour <laughs> this robert de niro guy was the main character some guy that delivered meat but they do refer to him in the first little bit actually ray romano you know ray oh, romano? Yeah, yeah he's in it huh? yeah he's in it and he plays this lawyer who defends the Robert De Niro character after he stole some meat to give to like a mobster guy. Okay. Um, and, oh uh, yeah, that part's in the trailer. Oh, is it? Yeah. And he's like, "Well, thanks to Jimmy Hoffa, <laughs> uh, they, we can't they can't fire you because you're union and blah 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 blah." So they're uh, referring to him a little bit. Um, okay. Anyway. Uh, Good old Ray. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Actually, you know what? It's I've seen him in other stuff, and he still seems very um, like Ray from. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. What is her, what was his last name in that? Ray Sorry. Romano. No, isn't it? His real name is Ray Romano. It's Ray. <sighs> anyway, not important. That's not. Doesn't have to do anything to do I with the president. He played himself. He's, supposed no, to be himself. He's, he's a Ray, but it's something else. His last name is different. Isn't it? I think it I, is. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to look it up. 
I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not himself. It's based on his real life, though. Uh, it's real family. It's his sketch yeah. comedy. Yeah. It's it, not Ray Romano. It's Ray. I mean, because Cosby was Bill Cosby. Yeah, but Cosby show. was Bill Cosby. Yeah. Right. But Ray Romano was not Ray Romano on the show. He was Ray something else Italian. <laughs> Tribbiani. Tri- That's Joey Tribbiani from Friends. <laughs> He's Italian. <laughs> Changed his name to Joe Joe Stalin there for a little while. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's gonna bug me. That it's gonna come to me right in the middle of this. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I'm just gonna like blurt, blurt it out. out. Don't worry. Okay, but I want to get you, to his. You're, you're saying that you feel like Ray always plays himself. Oh well, I I feel like Ray Romano always comes across as the same character. Like even when he's trying to be serious and do something else, he's still so much that. Huh. But he actually is okay from what I saw in this. Like he was kind of pulling it off. Like yeah, a different character, kind of a shady lawyer guy. Okay, I, mean, I was impressed. And and the scene where they go into this restaurant, it's really gorgeous like this just this night scene you'd have to watch it okay you'd, yeah, you'd like it. it it's it pretty cool i've seen him play a guy with asperger's before i thought he did a pretty good job oh really yeah in what in parenthood oh i think i remember that yeah. vaguely i didn't really get into parenthood like you did and my wife got really into it too yeah. i didn't get into that yeah we liked it anyway yeah he's he's got asperger's and i felt like he he felt pretty different hmm. it's cool he did a good job Interesting. Um, should we talk about Jimmy Hoffa's disappearance? That's what I've heard. Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> Sorry, keep it. Uh, I know you want to get home, right? You're not <laughs> feeling well. Poor little buddy. Oh, man, we're doing this. Okay. We're doing it. So he went. To, he did go to prison for a little while. Um, and, uh, yeah, bribery, jury tampering or something like that. Um post-prison, blah, 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 disappearance. Here we go. Ray Barone. Barone. That's what it was. Okay, <laughs> disappearance. Was. Yep, disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa. Prelude. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Okay, prelude. Uh, Hoffa's plans to regain the leadership of the union were met with opposition from the members of the mafia, including some who were concerned uh, to... Oh, concern. So, including some who, who were connected to his disappearance in 1975. One was Anthony uh, Provenzano. Mm. That's an Italian name, if I ever heard one. Provenzano. I go by Tony. <laughs> who had been a Teamster local leader in New Jersey <laughs> and a national vice president of the union during Hoffa's second term as his president. Uh, Provenzano had once been a friend of Hoffa, but had since become an enemy. Hoffa had called Provenzano crazy. Uh-oh. Them fighting words. In 1973 and 1974, Hoffa talked to him <clears throat> to ask for help in supporting him for his return to power. Provenzano refused to listen and threatened Hoffa by saying he would pull out his guts and kidnap his granddaughters. Jeez. Whoa. Take it easy. Yeah. Whoa, Tony. <laughs> Why are you talking about my granddaughter? <laughs> He's probably no. He's Irish. He's Irish. He's not. <coughs> why not? I, don't, I don't know why I went that way. Hoffa. Let go my guts. Yeah. <laughs> Let go of my guts. I'm <laughs> my granddaughter. <laughs> Get your filthy hands off of my grand. All right. Uh, Hoffa could not afford. <clears throat> Provenzano the, sounds like a type of cheese to me. Totally sounds like a type of cheese. 
I'll take a nice thick <laughs> slice of Provenzano. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Thank you. I'm just always thinking about food. I'm just always thinking about cheese. <laughs> Hoffa could not afford to take these threats lightly. At least two of Provenzano's political opponents were believed to have been murdered. Others who had Yikes. spoken out against him had been assaulted. According to Dan uh, Mol- Moldia. Yeah, Dan Moldia. Uh, Hoffa had retaliated against his mafia opponents by cooperating with investigations against them. Uh oh, you don't do that if you're a mobster. Mm-mm. This is gonna get crazy. Sn- snitches get ditches. Was not what they say? I've also heard of snitches get stitches. I've never heard snitches get ditches. I, okay, that makes sense. It does. Like they oh. go ooh, ooh, shot in the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> not like that's a location oh, on the body oh. where you get. <laughs> I got shot in the ditch. <laughs> I got shot. I got shot, Reggie. <laughs> Where you get shot? I got in shot. the ditch. Shot right in the ditch. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Uh, <laughs> I'm to put an expletive on this uh, episode. <clears throat> uh, other mafia figures who became involved were Anthony uh, Gia Cologne. <laughs> Dang these names. Sounds oh, good, fellas. Uh, An alleged kingpin in the Detroit mafia and his younger brother, Vito. <laughs> <laughs> Also made a, it's a killer sandwich. Uh, the brothers had made three visits to Hoffa's home at Lake Orion and one to the Guardian Building law offices. Their avowed purposes in meeting uh, Hoffa was to set up a peace meeting, quote unquote, between Provenzano and Hoffa. According to Hoffa's son, quote, Dad was pushing so hard to get back in, in office. I was increasingly afraid that the mob would do something about it, end quote. Hoffa's son viewed the, quote, peace meeting, unquote, <laughs> overture as a pretext and was convinced that Gia Cologne was uh, setting dad up, as he says, for a hit. Hoffa himself was becoming increasingly uneasy each time the Gia Cologne brothers arrived. So it's not really, I mean, it's kind of zeroed in on who probably did this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Events of July 30th. Here we go. The day. Is it Gia Cologne or Gia Cologne? Heck if I know. <laughs> I don't know. Or is it Gia Cologne? Gia Cologne. Gia Cologne. Um, events of July 30th. Hoffa disappeared on July 30th, 1975 after going uh, out to a meeting with Anthony Provenzano and Anthony Gia Cologne. Oh. The meeting was. I can't help myself. If a poor Italian listens to this, I'm gonna, sorry. I mean no offense. Nuts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although I really have always wanted to be do a cooking show and do the like. Who's her name? Gia, whatever from the Food Network, where she's normal. She just speaks like a normal American until an Italian word comes up. Have you heard this lady? <laughs> Like Rachel Ray or something. She's like kind of like a Rachel Ray, but she's okay. she's she's very much an Italian cook. <laughs> she's normal. She she speaks like <laughs> English like you and I do, right? Okay. Until an Italian tr- word comes up, and she's like, um, and then she turns full Italian. Oh my gosh! She's like, today we're gonna put on a little provolano cheese on our uh, ravioli. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's gonna be very tasteful. <laughs> That's how I order at Italian restaurants. You can't help yourself, right? Yeah. Actually, more Mexican restaurants. I go full Mexican. Ooh. Uh, 
Let's hear it. No. <laughs> it's super <laughs> offensive. Probably. Uh, but I did order, order. We went to a Mexican restaurant as a family the other night, and I ordered horchata. And yeah. the guy thought I spoke Spanish. He did. Because of the way I said horchata. Yeah, you said horchata. Apparently very legit. Apparently. And when I said, no, I don't speak Spanish, he like looked at me like he didn't believe me. Yeah, and he's a little disappointed, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Because <laughs> I said it with a T instead of a D. Horchata. Instead of horchata, I said horchata. I, I don't think I rolled my <laughs> R, though. <laughs> horchata. He was like, you must be from Spain. <laughs> You speak Spanish. <clears throat> um, yeah, whenever I do the Italian thing, though, I always want to, I always, like, revert back to, for some reason in my mind, it's just, like, this little schoolboy speaking Italian. Like, someone's honking their horn outside. <laughs> I thought it was a Carla. Someone really needs somebody's attention. But I always revert back to, like, Daddy, <laughs> will you make me a fast race car? I want a red race car. <laughs> I don't know why I think this. I think it's because <laughs> most, recently, most recently, <laughs> most recently, I read the Go Like Hell book again, right? We're going back to the whole Ford versus yeah. Ferrari thing. Yeah. And they're talking about Dino, who's Ferrari's son, who's on his deathbed. And they just go in there and talk about cars at the time. And that's just how I pictured him in my head. It's always like the little voice. <laughs> Daddy, I want to see I want to see the race car. Can you bring it to me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We got... Yeah. It must be late. It's 9.42. It's like three hours past my bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the WikiWeek podcast. Yeah. Where (laughs) where we try to do accents and we try to remember stuff we can't remember. We simply offend everyone. A podcast that cares. What's that guy's name? Let's talk about it for 10 minutes. You know, yeah, Ray, exactly. Ray Barone. Ray Barone. <laughs> Not Ray Romano. Uh, I want to learn more about him disappearing. Uh, so this is... <laughs> I do. I really want to learn this. Okay. On July 30th, Hoffa left home in his green Pontiac Grand Villa, I think is how you say that. Ville. <laughs> Here we go again. That didn't take long. Um, <clears throat> at 1.15 p.m., before heading to the restaurant, he stopped in Pontiac, which is a place in Michigan. Oh, ironic. Uh, yeah. At the, yeah. Pontiac at the office of his close friend, uh, Louis Lintiao. Lintau. Okay. <clears throat> God, I'm just horrible at these names. A former president of, uh, of Teamsters Local 614, who now ran a limousine service. Man, this is so like mobster movies. It's not even funny. Um, <laughs> Lin Tiao, okay, and Hoffa had been enemies early in their career, but had since settled their differences. By the time Hoffa left prison, Lin Tiao had also become Hoffa's unofficial appointment secretary. He had arranged the dinner meeting between Hoffa and the Giacolone brothers on July 26th, where they had informed him of the July 30 sit-down. We're going to have a sit-down. What does that mean? <clears throat> a sit-down. Like you like sit. a meeting. You're yeah. going to... Talk things out. I think so. A sit down. It's like an official. We're going to talk about this. Is that the Godfather? <laughs> no. Oh. I guess I was thinking the Godfather in my head a little bit. I wonder if I can do the Godfather. We're gonna have a sit down. That's pretty good. We're gonna have a sit down and talk about our differences. <laughs> That's not very good. That's like Michael Scott trying to do the Godfather. 
<clears throat> Speaking of Michael Scott, mm-hmm. I've been listening to the Office Ladies podcast. Yeah. I love it so much. Do you? It's so great. Yeah, I'm, I'm caught up. I just caught up tonight. That's awesome. It's, it's really good. I got to catch up. I listened to the first two episodes, but they were really good. Yeah. It's fun to get some backstory on each yeah. episode. I mean, The Office is going to go down. It already has, in my opinion. It's going to go down in history. It's one of the greatest television comedies of all time. Yeah. Right? I mean, it has to. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's up there. Definitely top, I don't know, 20 of all time? Uh, in my, my I, book, at it, least. Yeah. For sure. Same. Yeah. But it's fun because this... They're, they've been covering the first season, right? It's mm-hmm. only a few episodes, like six. Yeah, episodes. so they 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 take in, they take one episode at a time, right, and talk right. about the background. Yeah, right, in sequential order, mm-hmm. and through that whole season, they had no idea if they were going to get picked up or not. Like, yeah, they, they all expected it to get canceled. Right? I, I heard that they and they talked about or picked up. That's probably not the right term, but they thought they were going to get canceled uh, at the right. end of the season. I heard that, and they and and what? Uh, who's the one that plays? Um, um, not Pam, but the other one. What's her name? Angela. Angela. The one plays Angela. She said, uh, "I remember that. I thought it was interesting." She said she really thought they were probably not going to make it. They're going to get canceled. Yeah. Until they did, did the race <laughs> episode, Diversity Day. <coughs> yeah. That's yeah. She realized that that's the when they, they had something. Yeah, it she called it lightning in a bottle, right? Would would other people see it? Would other people appreciate it? Yeah. They all felt like, oh, okay, they finally have something. Yeah, and that was the first. Uh, I mean, when they did the pilot, it was just they just kind of did, remixed the uh, the off the the British, the British one. Have you seen the British one at all? Yeah, I've seen the first few. Yeah, the first episode is definitely episodes, basically the same thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Diversity Day was was their very Diversity f- Day. That's the one that was. Yeah, that was like they feel like that was the American pilot, right? Because it was yeah, it was completely their own. And Ryan, uh, B.J. Novak, yeah, wrote that episode when he was twenty five. When he was twenty five, isn't that crazy? That's weird. What did I do by the time I was twenty five? <laughs> <Dude. laughs> Not very. When much. I was twenty five, you asked me, so what have you accomplished this year? Be like, well, I don't know. How to- cup of ramen that was really good <laughs> for the highlight of my year i invented a triple decker peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> yeah working on the patent <laughs> no i just thought that was pretty darn impressive yeah he wrote he wrote that episode um and really set the tone for yeah bj bj novak and mindy kaling i think are, are two very impressive people the more i learn about the office and uh, yeah. the more i i'm intrigued by those two specifically uh-huh very intelligent very young probably the youngest members of the cast i would think yeah i can't I think even so. younger but well very very lead writers actors producers producers yeah very intelligent cool. people in fact they they were they were so I think I think there were always rumors on and off that they had some sort of relationship together because they were so close because they were so intelligent and could have these conversations with each other. Uh-huh. But I don't think there ever actually was a relationship, not that I know of, anyway. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, they talk about that on the Office Ladies that they would they would always have these really high level intelligent conversations, and like <laughs> Angela would just back out of the room. Like <laughs> I, did, I don't know how to contribute to this. <laughs> Uh, that's the story of my life. I, I I know just enough to get myself into trouble, so I've learned the hard way over thirty however many years old I am. <laughs> to just well, just keep my mouth shut. That's usually the safest thing. It's easy for me to stay out of trouble. I don't know enough to get <laughs> into trouble. Oh come on now. 
<laughs> You're just a good listener. You've learned your lesson that you have two <laughs> yeah, that, ears and one mouth for a reason. I'll I'll I'll, I'll let you say that. That's... Yeah, you are a good listener. Uh, Thank you. All right. Let me think. Should we? Should we? Where were we? I don't remember. Uh, uh, maybe we're on this line. Uh, where the hell is Tony Gia Cologne? That's where we're at. That's us not. Oh. We were before that. Oh, were we? Okay. No, we just talked about Pontiac, right? Yeah, oh yeah, Pontiac. In Pontiac. So, yeah, Litnow and Hoffa had been enemies early in their careers. Oh, yeah, okay, but then Hoffa left prison. Litnow had also become Hoffa's unofficial appointment secretary. Just an appointment secretary? That's all he does? Wow. He had arranged the dinner meeting between yeah, you Hoffa and You've got to schedule them sit-downs. So oh, the sit-down, yeah. <coughs> so he scheduled the sit-down. Litnow was out to lunch when Hoffa stopped by, so he talked to some of the staff present and left a message for Litnow before uh, departing for the Macus. No, I don't know how to say that. Macus? Macus? M-A-C-H-U-S. Macus? Macus. Macus. Is the C-H Macus? Macus. I'm going to say Macus Red Fox, which is, I believe, a, a restaurant. <laughs> so at 2.15 p.m., an annoyed Hoffa called his wife from a payphone on a post in front of Damon Hardware, directly behind the Red Fox, and complained, um, Where the hell is Tony Giacolone? I'm being stood up. His wife told him she had not heard from anyone. He told her uh, he would be home at 4 p.m. Several witnesses saw Hoffa standing by his car and pacing the restaurant's parking lot. Two men saw Hoffa emerge from the Red Fox after a long lunch and recognized him. They uh, stopped to chat with him briefly and to shake his hand. At 3.27 p.m., Hoffa called Litnow, complaining that Gia Cologne was late. Hoffa said, That dirty SOB, uh, Tony Jocks, set this meeting up, and he's an hour and a half late. Litnow told him to calm down and to stop by his office on the way home. Hoffa said he would and hung up. This is Hoffa's last known communication. So investigation. At 7 o'clock a.m. the next day, Hoffa's wife called her son and daughter by telephone, saying their father had not come home. 20 minutes later, Litnow went to the uh, Marcus Red Fox and found Hoffa's unlocked car in the parking lot, but there was no sign of Hoffa or any indication of what had happened to him. She called the police, who later arrived at the scene. State police were brought in, and the FBI was alerted. At 6 p.m., Hoffa's son, James P. Hoffa, filed a missing persons report. After years of investigation involving numerous law enforcement agencies, including the FBI, officials have not reached a definitive um, conclusion as to Hoffa's fate and who was involved. Gia Cologne and uh, Provenzano, who denied having uh, a sketch who denied having scheduled a meeting with Hoffa, were found not to have been near the restaurant that afternoon. Hmm, how convenient. Hoffa was declared legally dead on July 30th, 1982. <laughs> the case remains a subject of rumor and speculation. Hoffa's wife, Josephine, died on September 12th, 1980. She is entombed in Michigan. Claims and developments. So this is what I also find interesting. There's been so many claims. Of <laughs> be- <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> right? <laughs> Colds hitting you. It's coming. It's like they come in threes, time. man. There's another one coming. I'm sure. <laughs> Dude, come in threes. <clears throat> it's hitting right. me. It's hitting me, bro. All right. Sorry. Like a, I feel like having a cold on a, and speaking into a microphone is like one of the most disgusting things. I've been doing that for eight weeks. 
Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> um, so other accounts of speculation. So there's been a lot of books. Okay, here, here he is. In his book, I Heard You Paint Houses. Right? This is... Uh, who wrote this book? Is um, it written about Hoffa? Charles Brandt? Oh. So it says, in, in his book, I Heard You Paint Houses, Frank the Irishman, Sheeran, and The Closing of the Case on Jimmy Hoffa, 2004... Author Charles Brandt claims that Frank Sheeran, an alleged professional killer for the mob and longtime friend of Hoffa's, confessed to assassinating him. Hmm. According to Brandt, so this is what the movie's about. According to Brandt, O'Brien drove Sheeran, Hoffa, and fellow mobster Sal uh, (laughs) Brigugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugug
Uh, uh, however, Slate.com disputes this slang, as well as many of Sharon's claims, including him being a killer. So all these, there's been, it's weird. I've been all these people that have claimed that they know what happened to Hoffa. Uh-huh. Apparently there's been numerous people on their deathbeds that have said things, you know. Hmm. But, um, and a lot of stuff recently, like really recent. I saw some on the news a little while ago. I wonder if it's in here. Well, it's when me. did he die? 71. 71. <clears throat> okay. Interesting. Okay. So it was, things are still coming out. People are saying they still know what well, happened. I think his death is so legendary, you know? Yeah. Uh, it would be like, um, yeah. I could try to now you think it's so legendary. I forgot the other guy's name. The dude that uh, that hijacked the airplane with all the money and jumped out over Washington. DB Cooper. You know, every like it's the big. You know, the DB you know Cooper is. I don't know anything. You don't man. know DB Cooper? <laughs> okay, so give me another episode. We're gonna have to talk about DB Cooper coming up. DB Cooper's a really cool story too. As with a lot of this stuff, but there's all these things where they're so legendary because there's there's so there's just no satisfactory ending to the story mm. that people want there to be an ending and right. people claim to be a part of it because it's become such a legend, right? Right. So yeah, it's interesting. So apparently, there's another book called uh, The Iceman: Confessions of a Mafia Contract Killer that came out in 2006, um, where a guy named Richard uh, Kuklinski, wow. Claimed to know the fate of Hoffa. He says his body was placed in a 50-gallon drum and set on fire for a half hour or so. Uh, Then the drum was welded shut and buried in a junkyard. (laughs) Later, according to uh, Kuklinski, an uh, an accomplice started to talk to federal authorities because of fear that he would use the information to try to get out of trouble. The perpetuators... Uh, uh, the perpetrators, excuse me, had the drum dug up and placed in the trunk of a car, which was then compacted and shipped along with hundreds of others to Japan as scrap metal. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you could do that, or you could just dissolve it in a bathtub. Yeah, of acid, right? That works great. Make sure it's a plastic bin, though, and not a bathtub. Ah, you need to learn that from the wrong. yep metal bathtub is not going to work. If I learned one thing. Okay, now maybe this is a good uh, time for me to get your take on. What's happened in in our town recently? Oh, so somebody was discovered. Yes, a body was discovered in a freezer. This is okay. How what was this like a like a week and a half ago at this point? A week ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A week ago, I saw it pop up on my phone that here in Tooele, though that's where we record this podcast. You live in Tooele. I live in like kind of one of the neighboring towns over. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what you know about that. I think I think you probably know more than me. I don't know much. Uh, okay. Uh, the uh, I believe it was like the the groundskeeper or whatever at the um, apartments noticed mm-hmm. that he hadn't seen the the older lady an elderly lady right elderly lady lady. Yeah. lady he hadn't seen her in a while and so didn't uh, they say it was like two weeks or something she hadn't been seen or maybe it was even I feel like it was that. even longer than that like a month or something yeah and uh, and so he had somebody go check on her mm. and uh, they uh, so he called the police I think and they went and checked like a on welfare her. check yeah and and found her her dead i think on her bed mm-hmm. um which isn't abnormal i mean that that sort of thing happens yeah, yeah yeah um and then as they just searched the house they opened up the freezer and found <laughs> yeah. an old an old guy in there yeah she just turned out to be her husband yeah and he had been in there for at least some time right the range that they gave was either a year and a half to 11 years wow 
dead in the freezer. Yeah. That is crazy. Super weird, right? Super weird. I mean... I mean, when I heard there was a body in the freezer, they didn't first announce it was her husband, but I thought for sure that's got to be her husband. Right. 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 And, and, and I think everyone's thought immediately goes to she collecting, like, um, some sort of benefits. You know, like he couldn't, you know, maybe he died right. of natural causes and she would lose benefits or something. I don't know how it all works, you know, and so she stepped in the freezer. But then it came out that, that, that his death is suspect, right? Like, they think I it don't know. actually could be foul play. I mean, I, would, I don't I, it wouldn't surprise me if it, if there was. I mean, his body's in a freaking freezer. Yeah, but also, how does an elderly lady get a man up into a freezer? Well, if it was 11 years ago, maybe she wasn't quite so elderly. But <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, he, so, yeah, they said the dimensions of that freezer were like three feet by four feet. Yeah, not a big freezer. It's not a very big freezer. <laughs> no. So, I mean, that would take, it would take some effort to get a full-grown man. Yeah. In that freezer, yeah. Uh, Pre rigor mortis, you'd have to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine he'd, he'd have to be malleable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've carried a, a, a dead body with rigor mortis, yeah. and they are oh, stiff. Yeah. yeah. I've <laughs> never done story that. For another I'll just take time. your word for it. <laughs> <Another> Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, that's a weird story. Um, but yeah, they're stiff. You can't. You can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't kill anybody. I swear. <laughs> before you that's not <laughs> before you jumped any conclusions here. No. Um, it was a random act of kindness. It was. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Uh, so yeah, you'd have. Yeah, it seems like it would take a lot of effort to get a body in there, fold them up, I, stuff yeah. them in there. Yeah. Like, is there an implication that perhaps she even had help? Right. I mean, I don't know. Was it a top-loading freezer? I mean, these are all questions I have. Yeah, I don't know. I I might know the person who has all those answers, Whoa. but I'm afraid to ask. Don't he, be afraid. It's a guy Success who goes my... lies on the other side of fear. <laughs> well, so the... What time is it? Let's call him right now. <laughs> The, the guy, the police officer that goes to check on all of the deaths um, in in the yeah. county, is in, he goes to church with me. So. Wow. Um, yeah, he probably, ha- he probably knows a lot about this case. But I'm really fascinated to see what turns up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got to be something like that, right? He died, can't get the benefits, I don't know. I mean, I'm always, I'm always like trying to find the least crazy answer to everything. I mean, not like, I bet you, I bet, I'll, 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 I'm going to say right now, I'll go on record saying, I bet what's going to end up happening is he died of natural causes and she ended up being like, oh no, what am I going to do? Uh, do I call? Do I not call? Uh, let me stuff him, stuff him in the freezer and <laughs> still collect benefits. I don't know. Yeah. I bet it's going to be an answer like that, which is messed up in its own right, right? Oh, yeah. She's probably that's, like, I still love him. That's still way crazy. And I've, oh, wait, I've, she's dead. She can't talk about that, huh? No. So I guess we'll never really know the full answer. Yeah. I've I've been there, though, while that guy's been in the freezer. Wow. Not in the same apartment, but the same apartment complex. The com- complex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like a little dance recital or something there, right? Yeah. So My else? daughter was dancing. That's <laughs> <laughs> that lady was probably there. She might have been. She's <laughs> clapping in her chair. Clapping along. Uh, yeah, so pretty crazy. I don't know. That uh, might need to be our another, uh, 
our, our other podcast. <laughs> yeah. Some, somebody knows something. Yeah. You know? Fred dead in the freezer. <laughs> I don't know if it is Fred. Wow. Uh, well, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm down with something like that. Why don't you try something like that? That'd be fun. Be interesting. Uh, but how crazy is it that happened in our little town here? Right? Way crazy. Yeah, it's the kind of thing they, they like make full on like true crime podcasts about, right? Yeah. And, then, and then we have. Yeah. When I got really into true crime a couple of years ago, I like I scoured the internet for like something weird and crazy that's happened in Tooele, and I there's not a, there's not much. Mm. Um, guy killed his mom a few years ago, and that's it. <laughs> and now this. And and there's there's <coughs> rumored a goat man killer in the in the woods. He's a, he kills goat men. No, he is a goat man. He is a goat man who kills people. Who kills. I think I I might have made up the kill part. He's a goat man in the woods, and he's creepy, and could be a killer. You know, I I somebody told me once about a guy that lived up above where I live, um, who lived out there by himself, and in the in the hills. In the hills. Okay. And apparently he was a nudist, <laughs> and if you oh. if you headed up there too far, you know you had to watch out for. You know, a nude dude. You'd be just walking along. Nude dude. On like Kennecott property? Isn't that all Kennecott? No, most of that's like BLM up to the ridge. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So watch out for the nudist. Watch out for the nude dude. I don't know if he's still <coughs> up there, especially during the winter. I that seems chilly. Mm, it's chilly. Maybe I'll go knit him a scarf. Merry Christmas. <laughs> so um a b- b- bunch of yeah. Uh well, while we're talking about the goat man. Yeah. Um my buddy and I were we were trying to figure out you know what's weird out here in Tooele, and we decided to go exploring. Mm. We didn't find much, but we went up to the uh, abandoned um, water treatment facility that's whoa uh, abandoned now, and we walked all through it. There's Is it by a little apartment complex? Uh huh. Okay, I think I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, train tracks run by right by. Yeah. It. Uh-uh. Um. Anyway, we went there. We went through all the little tunnels, and there's all these little shafts and. And stuff. It was pretty creepy. Wow. Uh, and uh, I tagged. <laughs> like, there's tags everywhere, right? So we we had spray paint. And we, and oh wrote, my gosh! You want to be admitting this in public? <laughs> They're gonna come get you. Ah, come if Chaz isn't at work tomorrow, we'll know why. <laughs> I wrote, "Goat man lives on the." On Goat the man lives. <laughs> That's so stupid. But this, we we crawled down in one shaft, right? We climbed down this ladder. Yeah. And there was it's like this deep dark pit, and there was a this is kind of gross. Sorry. Uh, there was like this concrete pad, and then there was a pair of ladies' boots, and a couple pairs of ladies' underwear. Hmm. I thought that was weird. That's yeah. That's different. Yeah. Hmm. Just some underpants and boots. Underpants and boots. Latest bloomers. Yeah. And some boots. Yeah. Well, maybe the goat man got her. (laughs) Or two. Maybe she's wearing two pairs of underpants. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. We should make a podcast just on that. We should go see if they're still there. Maybe you stumbled on to some evidence that... Right? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. You never know. Maybe they're the freezer guys. 
that could, could be weird. Yeah, that'd be a whole new twist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else we want to talk about with uh, Mr. Hoff? Oh, not really. Just that uh, there's all sorts of people. They dug up like a driveway a couple of years ago because some dude said that he was buried in his driveway and then he wasn't. That's about yeah. it. <clears throat> Just keep digging things but up. But apparently, not there. go see The Irishman because this is, uh, or watch The Irishman you don't even on Netflix. You have to go see it. No, right? Is this one that came I'm out? I'm assuming the everyone in America has Netflix at this <clears throat> point. <laughs> yeah, if you don't, what are you doing? I know people. People, that's so weird. It's like when people used to tell me that they don't have a television. You know, now it's the same reaction in my <laughs> mind when they say I don't have Netflix. Yeah. I'm like, or you don't have a phone? Yeah. You you don't have Netflix? You don't have Netflix? Well, what do you? Sit and stare at. <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> I would have to have some, uh, a window. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So go. So so watch it. It was really good from what I saw. But this is going to be like the Scorsese take on what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel like cinematically was it pretty cool? <clears throat> or was yeah. It- well made. Yeah, it was a movie, man. I mean, I've seen half an hour. I've seen one seventh of it. Right. It's a three and a half hour movie, but yeah, everything I saw up to that point was looked, looked really good. But now I'm looking forward to going and seeing it. It is rated R or TVMA, I think, is how they do it on on Netflix. So you're and it's Scorsese. You're gonna hear some language and some some blood. I don't know what else of is course. gonna happen. They're gonna paint the wall, the the house. Yeah, they're house painters. Um, do you know if this is one that was a theater release? I don't know. I don't know either. See, we need to get some guests. My buddy Clay. Shout out to Clay. He's my movie guy. We I tried to get him actually as a guest on our very first episode when we talked yeah. about, uh, what was our very first episode? Joker. The Joker. Yeah. Because he had all these things. I noticed this, this, and this, and I have all these theories on these things. Yeah. And uh, He would know the answer to all of these questions. Yeah. We used to have... <laughs> We used to have uh, an, an Oscar party at uh, our, our parents' house every uh-huh. every time the Oscars was on. And it was we, a big deal. It was a big deal. We had voting ballots, and you had to submit your vote before you know they got up to read it, and we had to keep the DVR current so no one could cheat and that, you know? Yeah. And Clay usually won, and he had a speech prepared. <laughs> yeah, prepared a speech. He'd always come dressed up. Yeah, he'd come dressed in a nice... Tux. There was the one time he was he came as like uh, Tom Cruise from Vanilla Sky or whatever, and he had a mask on. Oh, and I had never seen Vanilla Sky. Yeah. I didn't know who he was, and I was afraid to ask. <laughs> I was scared of him. I didn't realize it was Clay, and I was like, "Who's this creepy guy?" <laughs> and then, and then he finally took his mask off, and I was like, "Oh, it's Clay." <laughs> oh, what up? I was like, "Are you? Uh, <laughs> what are you?" He's yeah. like, "I'm Tom Cruise." <laughs> what? Like, I just play along. I always just go, yeah, okay, all right. I thought so. Uh, oh, Tom <laughs> I knew it from uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good. Risky business. <laughs> That's it. yeah. He's way more knowledgeable about those things than me. And like your 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 coworker here that we yeah, he could have helped us out on the Star Wars on the Star stuff. Wars thing. We gotta find some guests. It'd be fun to get some guests in here. It would. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know any mobsters, so probably wouldn't have had a really good guest on this Do you this know one. any Italians? Probably. There was a guy I saw at the swimming pool tonight that was definitely Italian. <sighs> Missed opportunity. Does that, is that racist? I don't know if that's racist, what I just said. I it mean, I just be. looked at the guy, and honestly, I thought, maybe it's because I was watching The Irishman before that, and I looked at him, and I'm like, Phew. that guy straight up comes from a mafia family. You could see it. Like, he just looked 
Yeah. Straight out of central casting. That is racist. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's racist anymore. I, don't, I can't keep it straight. I don't know. I'm sure we're we're racist. Probably. Sorry. But we don't mean to be. No. I abhor racism. I really, truly do. And if I say something stupid, it's just because I'm stupid, not because I mean harm. <laughs> we're just, uh, but we're we just gotta, dumb. We're, we're so, even just talking about this, we're probably walking on eggshells. So. Yeah. If you want to cut <clears throat> this, you can. Yeah. Uh, what else should we talk about? Anything else? I mean, anything else that's happened <clears throat> that we should discuss? You know. You want to know anything else about Jimmy Hoffa? No, but I saw um, the Fred Rogers movie. The oh, Rogers how was movie. that? Dude, I want to see that. I loved it. Did you? It was so good. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. It was so, so good. It was like one long therapy session. And I've been I've been in such a good mood ever since I saw it. And I saw it last week. Wow. Um, yeah, I've just been in a great mood. I feel like, I feel like uh, Mr. Rogers... Uh, via Tom Hanks really changed my life. Wow. <laughs> no, but we've been we've been watching all the old. We went back to episode one of Mister Rogers. And we've been watching it with my kids. What's it on now? I, I saw it on on one of the platforms. It's on Amazon Prime. Is it Prime? Okay. Yep. Uh, <coughs> and it's just it's so good. There's a podcast called Finding Fred. That's really mm, good. I think I've heard of that. Kay. Uh, I've started listening to that. Um. The movie's really well made, really heartwarming and touching and uplifting and inspiring. Huh. And you realize, you realize, you know, I, I was realizing as a kid, I enjoyed Mr. Rogers. I watched oh, it. Oh, yeah. But you don't understand what he's, what he's, you don't understand how radical he is, mm-hmm. right? And I think even, uh, oh, so you mean just, I mean, he just, there's not a topic that's off limits. He'll mm-hmm. talk about anything, right? Uh, and when um, the Kennedy assassination happened, he went on live television and was with his puppets, and he was like, you know, talking to his, with his puppets and talking to the kids of America. And one of the puppets asked, "What does assassination mean?" You know, and he like he gets into it. Oh, wow. Like, who does that? Like, who has that kind of conversation with with kids? Wow. Um, and he just handles it so well. You See, I could have that conversation. I just couldn't handle it well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he he handles it really, really well. And I feel like the show was for kids, but I think its greatest impact, in my opinion, is what it can do for adults hmm. who have kids in their lives. What it, like, it teaches adults how to talk to kids and how to empathize with kids and... And how to empathize with other adults, even and yeah. and like connect. I don't. I'm just super inspired by it all, and I, I'm I'm starting to appreciate what what he was doing. It was cool. That's I awesome. highly recommend that. I want to see it. I really want to see it. Yeah. Well, and I, I definitely appreciate your uh, take on things. You have very good taste, if you don't mind me saying. And and uh, so I'm I gonna... don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. I'm yeah. convinced. I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll go see it. There's some cool artsy stuff too, right? He does all of his uh, his models his, uh, of his of the neighborhood, Mr. Oh, Rogers' yeah. neighborhood, and and it's a motif throughout the movie that that sets up each establishing shot is is like they'll go from like the neighborhood to like a city, a model of a city, and then and then all the characters are now in the city. You know, and that's it's, cool. It's, it's a really cool, fun take. I'm no like, kidding. It's cool. I, I, I like want to see it. There's that. There's that little scene they show uh, in the in the trailer where they're singing in the subway, 
And I just think like Bro. this is the kind of movie it makes me feel like and maybe I'm I'm give I don't know. It makes me feel like this is the kind of movie that our society needs right now. It does. We live in such a divided society. Such yes. a I mean it's it, it's like people are so divided especially among political lines right now. Yeah. And it's this whole I'm right, you're wrong. Yep. Complete subjectivity versus objectivity. It, it's it's it makes me sick to my stomach. Oh yeah. As far as what's going on in the world right now, I, we need more of that. Message has never been more relevant than now. I feel like. Mm. I mean, episode three of his original TV series mm. is about King Friday or whatever building a wall in his kingdom, right? Wow. And how they deal with that. Um, I mean, if wow. That's pretty relevant. That's relevant. (laughs) You know? (laughs) King Um, Friday. Yeah. So, anyway, highly recommend it. It was great. Mm. It really impacted me. It made me want to be a better person. That's awesome, man. I want to see it. Uh, It's full of cheese and uh, all the wonderful feel-goods. You know what? Mom raises to enjoy a a good old, like, Frank Capra movie. We're going to – we're okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. We like the best. All right, so that's my that's my hot recommendation. Go out and see God that. Take. Uh, what, what, I gotta give a hot recommendation now. All right. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have anything. I haven't done anything. Like literally, have not done anything. I made a really good turkey. Bro, your turkey was awesome. I was, you know, <clears throat> I had this little smoker. It was really cheap, and I've been trying to learn how to use it. And I say, I found a really good recipe. If you want a good turkey recipe to make in a smoker, hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> Citrus, literally smoked. hot take. Oh yeah, the citrus <laughs> one too it was pretty good. Yeah, but I did the the Dr Pepper brine. It was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Happy see? holidays, Happy everybody. Happy holidays. Yeah. We're, well, hopefully we'll do some. We'll be able to get it in two or three more at least this month. Yeah, that's the goal. If we made it. Too sick. We made it past seven. We're on to <sighs> eight. Thanks I'm, for sticking it out with I'm us. A downhill slide. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe. Really appreciate it. We'd love it if it was more than our mom subscribing <laughs> to our podcast. <laughs> but you know what? If it's just you, mom, we'll be okay. That's 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 a fulfilling uh, feeling. Fulfilling feeling. Fulfilling feeling. Fulfilling. All right. Over now. Bye. This podcast is produced and released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license.